Shalom, I'm Rabbi and you're listening to Kabbalapod. Shalom to all. Welcome back as we conclude our series on Elul and getting ready for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. What we've been discussing so far is this concept that the purpose of life is this closeness to Hashem. And the question is, how do we get this closeness to Hashem, this devekas, this clinging to Hashem? It's obviously not a physical closeness because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere. And but we still don't feel close to Him. Right? So it must be a different type of closeness. What we're looking for is a relational closeness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is supposed to be your Abba, your spiritual Abba, right? He's not Sky Daddy, because he's not in the sky, and he's not there to punish you. Abba, right here, connecting with you, loving you, bonding with you, in a way. I mean, it says the king is in the fields. Why is the king in the fields? So that you can connect to the king, and you can go before the king, instead of being a king in the palace, as we find where he is sitting in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It is much better to build that relationship with the king now in the fields to get to know him as a the one-on-one intimacy so that when you go before the throne you know who's running the throne instead of going before a throne and feeling lost no one likes that and that's what a lot of people go through on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and they miss the point and so we have to work on this development of a personal intimate relationship with Hashem and that's building the sanctuary in the heart we've been looking at Bilvavi Mishkan Ethna as our source for a lot of this material and so we, f- we finished up with section one last week. I'm delving into section two a little bit today. And I wanted to share the concept of the Chazan Ish says, says the Chazan Ish, that he wrote the end of a private letter of instruction, that the main thing is to remember from whom you toil. A person might work hard using a specific method and structured guidance, but he's missed the main point if he doesn't remember before whom he toils. One might say to himself, do I not keep a mind before whom I toil? Of course I do. It's clear to me that I toil before Hashem. To understand the error behind this line of reasoning, we provide a marshal. Someone sitting at the table before him are various foods, such as meat, potatoes, and rice. He sees the food. When he tries to eat it, he's told he has no permission to do so. When he tries again later, he is told, What are you lacking? Why do you want to eat? You know there's food and you see it, so what are you missing? The obvious answer is that the knowledge that there's food and the sight of it are not satisfying. As long as a person only knows about the food, but it is still outside the body, he can't be satisfied. Only when the food enters the body and is digested does one feel full. This teaches somewhat the Ipish Shu at hand. The main thing is to know before whom you toil. There's a kind of knowledge analogous to food that one sees but cannot consume. There is another kind of knowledge that enters a person like when food enters that body, right? Kafa verse Bina. When the knowledge before whom you toil is just ordinary information, just Kachma, but it's not constantly kept up mind, it is external to the person. One doesn't live with it and one doesn't taste it. It's like food that you know exists, but you don't eat. Information that does one does not contemplate and live with is only intellectual, not knowledge of the heart. And the main point is simply missing. Our main avoda is to ensure that the awareness from who you toil becomes an inner knowledge that defines our life. To become inner knowledge, this remembrance of the fact that there is a creator must be present every hour of the day. Then, if your thoughts are fixed and attached to this idea at all times, the message will gradually seep into the heart. It will no longer be merely intellectual knowledge, but heart knowledge. When it becomes heart knowledge, one lives with it, and it sustains him 
As it says, the righteous man lives by emuna. He receives vitality from his very emuna and the thoughts of the Creator. When the knowledge is only intellectual, it provides very little energy. But when it's in the heart, a person can draw vitality, the very basic knowledge that there is a Creator. And so now we come to this point where we're discussing the belief in a Creator. We already addressed the concept of clarifying the purpose in life, right? We've spent several weeks on it. And to clarify our purpose in life, we recognize the purpose of life, the main thing. What is good for me is to be close to Hashem. Close to Hashem, closeness to Hashem is my good, right? Our mantra. Now that we have that concept and we understand it's important, we have to have belief in the Creator. Not belief of a Creator, but belief in the Creator. It's a very short bit. And then from there, we dive into Amunah, and then belief in divine providence, and it goes on. Obviously, we're not going to be able to reach the point where you have all the answers ready for tomorrow. We're at the cusp of Rosh Hashanah. We need to get you ready for Rosh Hashanah. Right? The Pazak says, Taste and see Hashem is good. One must taste and see the goodness of Hashem, so to speak. How is this done? Is this food that can be tasted by the palate and falls in the throat? Clearly, ideas can't be tasted, but when the heart knows, it can feel and taste the sweetness of this knowledge. Then, after tasting it, one appreciates the next stage of and see. That is to say, the perception of the amuna after it's been tasted is completely different than before it was tasted. One's whole amuna takes on an entirely different character. And the amuna changes from plain intellectual knowledge to palpable heart knowledge. Remember, that's the closeness we're striving for. It becomes an entirely different type of amuna. And see Hashem is good. How do you taste that? Do you take a fork and put it in the mouth? One must taste it, but in a different way. You taste it with your heart and soul. The more a person thinks about the Creator, the closer he is to taste and see Hashem is good. When one reaches a point where he thinks about it very often, he will be able to literally taste each moment this good taste and delight in Hashem even here in this world. But if a person merely knows the concept but does not dwell upon it often, it is only intellectual knowledge which cannot provide an inner delight and taste. The person will have wasted the opportunity to attain the experience of taste and see that Hashem is good. As is well known, the purpose of creation is that Hashem can bestow goodness upon his creations. What is that destined goodness? Taste and see that Hashem is good. As Meshulah Jeshurim states, anything else deemed by good people is vanity and deceptive emptiness. The only goodness in the world is closeness to the Creator, feeling Him in the depths of one heart and tasting the sweetness. And this, that is why the Torah is called good, as it says, a good acquisition, because through it, one can, so to speak, taste Hashem. So how do we engage in this tasting? The main thing is to know, perform who you toil at all times. One must continue to learn Torah and observe the mitzvahs, right? In this way, one's Torah study will be the way it should be, and one's and the mitzvahs one fulfills will be the way they should be, to know before whom you toil all times. If one constantly bears in mind before whom he toils, all his deeds will be done in the right way. With this key, one can unlock the gates that block the closeness to Hashem. As a person penetrates more deeply into this frame of mind, he'll sense more and more the state of taste and to see that Hashem is good. He will experience, then you shall delight in Hashem, even here in this world.
Now, as the text says, every path is fraught with difficulties, and generally speaking, there are no shortcuts. One must progress slowly, step by step. If a person senses and understands deep down that his entire life is only for the sake of seeking Hashem, he won't despair, even if there are many obstacles and setbacks on the way. He realizes that ultimately there is no alternative, and one must persevere and seek Hashem at all costs, because there is nothing else in life. This is all that life is about, seeking Hashem and becoming close to Him. Even if he has a setback, he will not entertain the thought of abandoning the quest, because it is absolutely clear to him that this is all that life is about. Therefore, no failure will cause him to despair, and he will live with the conviction that it's a deep fall seven times and rises, as we find in Mishlei. Here's part of the problem we face, is that this method's not going to give you immediate results. And you need to be aware of that. This is going to take many years. It's going to be a lot of work. If this becomes your secondary project, it's going to fade away, and you're not going to finish it. It has to be the crux of what your whole life is about, is cleaving to Hashem. Getting that closeness, fulfilling your mission and purpose that all your life is about is serving Hashem and tasting Hashem's goodness. That's all that matters. That is the key part. And you have to have that focus. And it's going to take a long time. And it's going to be a long road. And you're going to have to be ready for that and accept that it's a journey that you're embarking on. It's not some sprint. It's more than a marathon. It's a journey that could take your entire life. So, with that in mind, what do you do about this week? You recognize that it's a long path. Just as the Davani and Rosh Hashanah is so much longer than a regular Shabbos experience, and just as we're coming up to Yom Kippur, that's even longer, you recognize this is your opportunity to do it for the sake of Hashem. You're saying, I am doing this Davani because I love Hashem, and I know Hashem wants me to do this. And then you do it for that reason, and that's all the kavana you need. And you do the best, take the opportunity to try to draw close to God by doing it for the right purpose. And you continue. Not just with Rosh Hashanah. And it's not just with Yom Kippur. You continue. For this, in the sake of every mitzvah you do, every Torah learning, I'm doing this to draw close to Hashem. And that's really going to be the stepping stone. So we see here in the text, we do not have an immediate fix for you for this week. That's not how God designed the world to run. But we do have where you should be when you open up that moxer. You should be, God, I want to draw close to you because closeness to you is my good. Help me draw close to you. I'm going to read these words. And I want my kavana to be that I'm doing this for you to show you love. Because I know this is what you asked me to do. And Vizras Hashem, we'll be able to continue learning together and continue growing and move forward from here. Wish you Shabbat Tova. Thank you for listening to Kabbalah Pod on Anchor FM. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share it with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love your input and ideas. Send us a tweet message Yidbrick on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrick.com slash Kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrick.com slash donate. You can also show your support by sharing our podcast with others and purchasing our custom-made Kabbalistic Judaica jewelry or Yiddish artisan beard balm at yidbrick.com slash store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick, Building Jewish Bridges, 
Learn more at yidbrick.com slash Kabbalah.